This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. I'm once again coming to you from the basement of Nostalgia Zone, which is a comic book store in Minneapolis. It's a store that I work for part-time. If you collect comic books and are interested in Silver Age, Bronze Age, uh, Modern Age, with a few Golden Age books in there, uh, if you like superhero comics or funny comics or mystery comics or monster comics or things like that, and even some magazines, we've got those. Check out our website, which is NostalgiaZone.com. Become a member of our membership, and you'll save 10% on your purchase, and you'll earn points toward future purchases, and you'll get other little deals, too, if you're a member. So it's cool. Uh, If you like it, if you're into the comic books, check out NostalgiaZone.com. I do the show from the basement of the store, so I figure I should do a little ad for them. So there you go. There's the ad. Uh, Before I get rolling on the show, or as I get rolling onto the show, I wanted to make a correction of something I said on the New Year's Eve show. I was talking about Greta Thunberg uh, and how she won the internet with just a couple of uh, tweet, a couple of tweets responding to some major troll, somebody who I'd never heard of before this uh, incident, uh, some incel kind of guy. Uh, some anti-woman misogynist uh, asswipe, uh, who for some reason, once he was reinstated to Twitter, he uh, decided to go after Greta and sent a tweet her way, saying, uh, you know, bragging about how many cars he has, these great kinds of cars, and and how much pollution they put out. And he he said, hey, send me your email, and I'll give you all those uh, specs on how polluting these cars are. And she said, she said, please do send it to smalldickenergy at getalife.com, and that got the internet to say, "Ooh, good burn," you know, and uh, and and so then uh, um, he, that wasn't enough for the fellow. He decided to post a video on, I guess, on Twitter uh, of him, you know, bragging about you know his cigar and having pizza, and and he wasn't going to uh, recycle the pizza boxes, and you know, so he throws that at her. Now she didn't respond. Uh, right away, uh, but uh, as coincidence coincidence would have it, and that's the part I need to correct. It was a coincidence. Um, the the law enforcement authorities in Romania, which is where this guy was, uh, they shortly after he sent the the video of him and the pizza boxes thing, they arrested him on suspicion of uh, sex trafficking. Uh, they also arrested his brother uh, in that, and and I think there was rape in there, but I'm not certain about that aspect of it. I uh, read it in one source and then another source didn't mention it. So, well, let's just say sex trafficking. He was arrested for that. 
and um, and the news got out about that, and then Greta Greta takes to Twitter and says, "This is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes." And the internet said, "Ooh, would you like some salve for that burn?" Except, of course, the guy, the troll, couldn't see it because he was too busy being in jail. Uh, now, what I had said on that show was the information that was going around at the time on the internets. And I didn't see that it corrected until I started to write up the show notes. Which, if you don't get the show notes, look, you've got to go to dimland.com. Click on the show notes blog option. you got to go there. And, you you know, if you're not doing that, you're only getting something like 53.2771% uh, of the show. I mean, you're missing out on like half of the show. Anyway, <clears throat> I did when I was putting together the show notes for that particular program you know, to post after I after I post my show. Um, they uh, I found that oh uh, the law enforcement authorities were saying no we didn't use the video to see the name of the pizza place and figure out where this guy lived they had a handle on it it was just coincidental that the arrest came after the pizza box thing and the internet just uh, came up with this story that the that the law enforcement authorities used the information they got off the pizza boxes in the video to track down the guy they that, that that part's not true. It is true that he was arrested under suspicions of sex trafficking, and he is an asshole. So there you go. And Greta still won the internet with just a couple of tweets. That's great. So I wanted to make sure I put that out there. Okay. Uh, as a longtime listener to my show will recall, uh, just before Christmas, the Friday before the big Christmas weekend, or as we call it in America, holiday. Uh, we had uh, uh, some trouble with our Kia Soul. We have a 2014 Kia Soul. It's the only Soul I own other than the ones of my feet, <laughs> but it's spelled differently. And Soul is in, you know, S-O-U-L, right? Like Soul, you know, <laughs> really. Anyway, that's the one we own. Uh, there was a trouble to, it, with the car. The car's been acting up for the last couple few years, actually, and, you know, burning oil and I just, what's going on. But the thing is, and I know what you say, oh, it might be time to get a different car. That's true. But the only thing is, this, there was no car payments on this car. And I was really enjoying not having car payments. Really enjoying that. Especially when I got to pony up some dough each month to pay f to help pay my son pay for his tuition for, his, for school. So, you know, it helps to not, you know, have car payments. Well, the, the, the car is saying to me, I'm not feeling well. Get me to some place that will help me feel well. Not in so many words. It's just a blinking check engine light. So that's what I did. And the service garage that we brought it to did some work on it. And then we went and picked it up. Uh, you know, paid for it. Picked it up. Got the car home. I went to drive it that same night over to a friend's place. And the car said, no, look, I'm serious. I'm not feeling well. Take me somewhere. I need to be fixed. And I said, but we did. We just got you back from a place that did stuff for it. Yeah, well, they didn't. They, they, they dealt with the symptoms. They put a bandage on, but they did not fix the problem. And I said, okay, car, okay. So back out to the service garage. The next day it went. And I heard from the service people saying, yep, you know, we're looking in it. And the car's telling us, we need to, you need to take it to the dealership. Because uh, there's something big kind of possibly going on here. So take it out there. I did. The dealership guy, uh, he, the, the, the service rep, he let me know that 
uh, it's looking like you might be getting an engine replacement on this and it is covered by warranty so you know but we have to it's going to be a couple of weeks before we know for sure that that's what the problem is all right so now you're up to date or at least you're caught up to where uh, we got to this past monday this past monday i got the call uh, in the morning uh, at work, I got the call from from the service rep, and he said, "Yeah, um, we've been we've been able to check it out, and they, they need to be online with Kia, the, the manufacturer. They need to be online so that so that the the, the dealership and the manufacturer, you know, and, and Kia can you know confirm that the problem is what the problem is, and that engine replacement is required, which was covered under warranty." But that's they needed to make certain that that was right. That's you know, so they don't just give me a, a new engine for nothing without the authorization from the dealer, uh, from the actual company. Well, it's the problem. It was it. He said, "Yep, we're gonna we're ordering in. Well, we've got the the uh, the engine ordered. Uh, it should be here within three to five days." Uh, he's, he says, depending on what engine they send us, if they send us the, what he called the long block, if they send us that, uh, you know, that's hopefully what they do because that'll be a little easier on our end. But if they don't, then we'll have a little more reconstruction kind of stuff we got to do on our end. But, uh, yep, we've got, it's coming, it's covered, you're under warranty, and, uh, you know, the thing is, it will take three to four weeks once the engine's there to get the work completed. So... Right. And I said, well, what a, uh, we talked about a loaner kind of thing. Yes, yes, we've got a loaner set up for you. Um, there's this uh, enterprise rental place that's just right next to the dealership. And this is so uh, you'll get a call from them, and uh, they'll set up uh, you coming in and getting your car. And, and uh, yeah, that'll be covered as well. You don't have to pay for the loaner. So, hey, all right. Now the car they gave me. All right, uh, we, like I said, we had a 2014 Kia Soul, and then uh, during this, the troubles, the recent troubles with the car, we've been driving my dad's car, which is a, I don't know what year it is, but it's a, um, a Mitsubishi uh, Outlander. So it's sort of one of them crossover cars, right? It's not quite an SUV, but it's not quite a regular car kind of car. It's sort of somewhere in the middle there. And... Uh, I think that's what they call a crossover. I, I, I'm not a car guy. Yeah, I'm not a car guy. So his car was a little bigger than ours, a little longer, but anyway, but it fits in the garage and it's fine. And uh, and it, and the headlights are fantastic. <laughs> you put those headlights on at night, and they just light up the world. It's crazy how good those headlights are. I'm wondering what people. Uh, approaching us, you know, oncoming traffic, what they think of my headlights. Because I know I've driven along and I see somebody come along with their headlights and they go, jeez, I just look at them like, oh, God, bright enough? Ugh. Anyway, so that may be what I'm doing to people when I drive around my dad's car at night with the headlights on. Anyway, so i gotten used to driving that thing around. And so then, so Amy and I, we uh, finish up at work and we head on over to the, uh, the Enterprise rental place. And I pop in, and Amy's out sitting in the car with, uh, in, in my dad's car, with our dog Edna. Edna comes to work with us. You probably knew that. Edna's our dog. Uh, she's a Japanese chin. She's adorable. She's wonderful. Anyway, so I go on in to, to, to pick up the car, and the car they had set aside for me was a Dodge Charger. I, if I'm not mistaken, that's considered a muscle car, one of those muscle car things. It, it's got a Hemi! Which, okay, uh, that's a lot of car. <laughs> I mean, not just, 
not just what's under the hood and how it can, you know, move quickly if you need it to. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's bigger than what we were driving, you know, my dad's car. It, it's bigger than that. And, and it does fit in the garage, but only just. I had to push some stuff around to get some room because I don't want to park it in the driveway and I don't want to park it on the street. Put it in the garage. Believe me, in winter, it's so much nicer to be able to park your car in the garage. Uh, you don't have those mornings where if you park out outside, there, occasionally if the atmosphere conditions are, are just right, you can get a bunch of frost on your on your winds, windows and you got to scrape everything off. If it snows, you got to wipe off your car. And I'm one of those people that wipes off the car. I mean the roof, the hood, not just the, a little bit of the windshield and a little bit of the back window. No, I wipe off the snow off the car so I can see. Boy, I tell you, you drive around traffic and you see those people that just do a little swipe over their... Maybe they do their front windshield and maybe they do their back, but barely do their back and that they, their side windows might have a couple of them wiped off. And they drive... It's like, what are you doing? Clear it off. I can understand not taking the snow off the roof of a van because it sets up so high. I can understand that, even though when I had a van, I would brush and I had to park it out on the street. I would get the snow off the top of the van before I would drive it. As a, you know, I would do that. I just had a big push broom and I'd, I'd use that. Anyway, so we <laughs> so we've got this. It's a it's a it's a 2021. Uh, and it's Dodge Charger, as I said, and it's got it's got the push button start thing. All you have to do is have the remote in your pocket. You put you know, put your foot on the brake, and press the button, and the car starts up. That's crazy. That's it's got heated seats, heated steering wheel. I you know it's I, it's got a backup camera, which our Kia Soul has one of those too. Uh, it's got all kinds of neat little bells and whistles and bobs and knobs and things. It's just like. And a couple days after driving it, I just happened to look up at the at the roof of the inside the inside the car, and I see that it's got a sunroof. It's got you know it has a little, the little uh, cover visor thing that you know that you can push back, and then you can look up at the sky. And look at that! <laughs> look what we've got. It's got proximity of uh, warning. Uh, monitors on the back of the car so when you back up if you get too close to something it'll start beeping and it'll and if you look at your backup uh, camera on the dash there it'll show you you know what side you're getting too close to something it, 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 it it's got that and so it's it's kind of funny to because uh, when I park in the garage the entry to the garage is very narrow it, it's I mean if it, it, the car can fit in there but I got to turn in the mirrors uh, the side mirrors and then I you know I can get it in the garage and then when I go to back out, it warns me, you're kind of close to say, I just tell myself, all you got to do, drive out straight, just drive, just back out straight, you're fine. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so far it's been pretty good. Uh, what we had to do, uh, once we got this, this different car, we've been getting a lot of snow up here in, in Minnesota this, this year. It's, uh, I think in the Twin Cities, the official amount of snow so far this year is 52 inches. And again, I know Buffalo, New York, you're just looking at me thinking, that's adorable. I understand. But for the rest of the world, or most of the rest of the world, that's, uh, that's a pretty good amount of snow uh, for up here. That's a pretty good amount of snow. And, uh, and, and one of the things that can happen over the course of a winter, especially when you get a lot of snow, is that you get these piles of snow on the, on the boulevard where you're throwing, you know, you've got to put the snow somewhere. So the pile at the end of my driveway has gotten pretty big. It's gotten, and it's gotten, and it's come out pretty wide. So it's, 
it's encroached into the driveway and it comes up so high that now that we got this other car which is a bit wider than than the than the outlander that we my dad's vehicle that we were driving and longer than that uh, and, and it's and it sits a little lower to the ground than dad's car and our Kia Soul uh, it, this thing sits a little lower so I noticed right away this okay I'm gonna have to do a little something with the berm that's at the end of the driveway so the other night I got out there I shoveled off about a foot and a half of where it was encroaching onto the driveway I pushed that back you know by just shoveling it you know cutting it through and shoveling and re throwing the snow further down the boulevard and then I climbed up on top of the berm and pushed off about a foot and a half of its height just to so so it's easier to see around and get around it's uh, the things we have to do in winter and um, and just as a little complaint the city of st. Paul and I guess other cities around the Twin Cities uh, you know in, in, you know the suburbs and that uh, of us uh, a few of them have been having some real difficulties of, of cleaning out the side streets the side streets are horrible uh, it's, it's like it's like you're off-roading without leaving the street that's what it's like and it's ruts and bumps and it's just it's just horrible it's just horrible a friend of mine lives in a, uh, in a town it's a suburb of the Twin Cities called uh, uh, Shoreview where he's living there uh, the streets are, are great and I've only experienced a few side streets going to his house they're great but he does explain that Shoreview does not allow street parking I don't know what times of day you know evenings or overnights or something so when so when they do plow streets, they don't have any cars to worry about. There's no cars there. And then in the Twin Cities in St. Paul, you know, they'll St. Paul will tell people, hey, you know, we're in a snow emergency. Uh, so that means the first streets that are getting plowed are the snow emergency routes. You should know which ones, you know, the night plow routes, the snow emergency routes. You should know which ones they are. So you get your car off of that. And then... You know, then uh, tomorrow, and then tomorrow during the day, we're gonna we're gonna be plowing this parts of this of the streets, the east-west streets, and then we're gonna do the north-south streets or whatever. And so you gotta move your cars, and most people do, but some don't, and that really, you know, that really affects how well they can plow. Because if you've got a car sitting there parked, streets in St. Paul are, I guess, are a little bit narrower than the streets in, in in Shoreview, where my friend lives. That affects it too. So, I guess you know, I whined about it on on Facebook, but explanations come through, and other people saying we feel your pain. We got bad streets out here too. It's been a heavy snow winter. It's. Uh, you know that big snowfall that we had the one that where i thought i was having a heart attack remember that one that was apparently one of the biggest snowfalls that we've had in january in quite a while it's on the list of the top i think was my friend tell me something like the top 10 list of the of the snow amounts uh for a january snow event snowstorm a winter storm uh yeah, so I, I guess there's a lot of factors involved in why but the streets are horrible <laughs> they're horrible the side streets the main streets that get a lot of traffic those have been worked out those are okay but the these the side streets oh my goodness Ugh. anyway uh i've come to my first break you're listening to dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr jim fitzsimmons i'll be back after this break
Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Okay, I have something here. It's it's an EVP. I'm telling you, it's really something. Um, I need to call it up. I got to tell you, this is uh, really shaking me. I need to play it for you. And, uh, well, I won't... Uh, I won't prejudice your mind as to what you're going to hear. I won't prime the pump. Just have a listen. Get out! Did you hear it? Did you hear it? I, I, I think that was clear as day. I heard... Well, I don't understand it, but it's, I heard bread trout. Clear as day. Creepy. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. Wait a minute, I don't have to say that again. I say it at the top of the show. But I do play doctor online. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. I just got distracted by something. <clears throat> Looking at some comic books. I'm surrounded by comic books. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, well, the ones I can see right now, none of them really interest me. I mean, there's a pile of... Richie Rich over there. I mean, come on, Richie Rich, please. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a Marvel superhero kind of comic book guy. Yeah, just although my favorite character is Batman, which is a DC character. It's strange, but that's just how it is. Um, I went to church. Yeah, I me I went to church. A regular mass, an ordinary. It was a Saturday evening, but you know, a reg, an ordinary weekly uh, church thing with the Catholic Church thing. I went to church. Now, now, it, it since since we've been having the car issues, uh, we've been using my dad's car until now that we have that loaner, which is <laughs> so much car. <laughs> That's just so much car. Anyway, uh, we were using my dad's vehicle. And since we were using my dad's vehicle, I felt 
uh, obligated to make sure that I got dad to church because dad wants to go to church. Uh, my sister was, uh, you know, we, we have a, uh, through our, you know, through the texting machine here, that the uh, little phone thing that we, we all use now. Um, she, she told the siblings, we have a little group text going, and uh, she said uh, she had talked to dad about some, some stuff, and he was giving her, you know, some sad stories from his youth, apparently, and, and the, how church to him was, uh, gave him comfort. It was a refuge for him. And he's feeling that same sort of thing now, I guess. Um, church is a refuge for him. And, yeah, I know, he's got a son that's an atheist, and his other kids, I'm not sure, you know, none of them are regular churchgoers, I, I, as, I, as I understand it. I don't know where they all sit on the spectrum of, of believing in God or not. But, uh, yeah, we're just not, we're not religious kids. And we're not kids either. <laughs> Damn, we're getting old. It's it's hard. It's 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 strange, isn't it? Strange, getting older, isn't it? Strange. It's like you, you, in in one way you think, yeah, I still got it. I'm still together. And then you you try to run. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, my back hurts. Oh, what happened to my knee? Oh, you know, it's it's just it's something that you sitting on the floor. Hey, I used to do that when I was younger. Now it's just no way. <laughs> getting down onto the floor is hard enough. Getting up, oh my God! Getting up off the floor, jeez. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I'm. It must shock the neighbors to hear all the bang, the the clicks and popping that happened in my body as I'm trying to get up off the floor. Nevertheless, since I've got my dad's car or had it. Uh, I felt obligated to get him to church. Now I tried two weeks in a row, left early, because uh, it's on Saturday evenings he wants to go to church. So I tried uh, a couple few Saturdays ago, tried to get out of here. I got out at five and got over there. I would have been there in time to get him to six mass if, if it had been at six o'clock, but mass was at five, started at five. So I was too late. So we just went out to dinner. Then the next week, I wanted to get out of here at 4 o'clock, and I told him I want to get out at 4, I'll get in a little earlier, I'll get stuff done, and then I'm going to get out at five, 4 so I can get my dad to church, and it was a weird busy day, and I couldn't get out. So that's two weeks in a row I wasn't able to get him there. When I left that one day, having told my bosses here that I need to leave at 4, but was unable to get out at 4. I, t I t told them before I left, says, I'm leaving at 4 o'clock next week. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm leaving at 4. So I did the same thing the following week. Got in a little earlier, did some more work, and it got to be 4 o'clock or nearby. And, and the, uh, the both bosses knew, yep, you're going at 4. We understand. It's fine. Yeah, we're good. So I was able to get out of here, got over, grabbed my dad, and took him to church. I can't remember the last time I went to a regular mass at church. I can't. I cannot remember. I've been in a church for uh, a funeral, but that was still uh, quite a few years ago. I can't. Uh, I, it was during. I believe it was during uh, the time that I've been doing this show, which goes back to 2010. So I, I think it was within there somewhere. Uh, I just 
I think back. I, th I think that might have been the last time I was in at a church, which had a had had mass sort of involved, but it was you know it was a funeral. So I I can't I, I have no idea before then when was the last time I went to a regular church service. So okay, Dad and I get there, and um, it's a little different from the old days. In the old days, when we went to church as a family, uh, we always sat in the front pew. That's what we call them. They're called pews. I don't know why. It's English or not. I don't know. It's a word. They're called pews. They're not called, uh, you know, bleachers or whatever. They're called pews. And that reminds me of uh, a long time ago. There was a Monsignor uh, that was affiliated with the church that uh, my dad still goes to. And we kids found him to be quite dull. He was quite dull. Whenever he'd give a sermon or homily or whatever the stuff he's doing, whenever he'd do that, he'd be just quite dull. But there was one time when he talked about, you know, we're the people up on the altar and you are the people in the pews. And we kids thought that was funny. Because, you know, pew, you know, P-U, that stings. <laughs> pew. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you know, you're kids. You think it's funny. Anyway, so we used to sit right up there in the front row. And uh, uh, that I don't know why. That's just uh, how we did it. And uh, now my dad is content with sitting almost in the back. He just comes up a couple rows and he sits down. He says, that's where I sit. And I said, oh, okay. Um, I, as, the, as mass was approaching, uh, the people were coming in, taking their seats. And I was, I was able to count. Now, I didn't get an absolutely accurate count because I you know, couldn't see everybody in there. But I was able to do a pretty close to accurate head count. And I got a, about 100 people. Now that, I, I, maybe the Sunday morning masses, I don't know if they do more than one. Uh, they, might have, they might have just gone to the 930 mass because he was talking, uh, the, the priest up there was talking about a 930 mass on Sunday. Uh, I should ask my dad if they still do a noon one because that's the one that we went to when I was a kid. On Sundays, noon on Sundays, we would go to mass, and but there would be a mass before that, uh, as well. But um, uh, I'm just, but I wonder if that's why Dad just goes to the Saturday because you know, 9:30 is just too early in the morning. And, and so uh, maybe there's more people on the Sunday, but but I uh, I looked around and I was wow, there's just uh, there's not a lot of people here, and. Uh, if it weren't for the fact that there were a handful of kids there, and I mean just a handful of kids, like less than 10 kids there that I could spot, uh, if it weren't for them, the average age of these of the parishioners, of the worshipers that, that were there, had to be like, I don't know, 65? It's, or, or, or maybe even higher than that? I just I was looking around. There's a, there's a lot of gray heads in there. There's a lot of people walking with canes there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of old people in there lots of old people right and you know my dad being one of them and me being kind of close to me being one of them i mean i got some gray hair but i'm not walking with a cane <laughs> i will if i need to at some point but it was just it was interesting it was uh just to look at that and say well okay not a lot of people here so the mass gets started, and it's the it's the it's the the, the Catholic calisthenics, you know, uh, stand, sit, stand, sit, stand, kneel, stand, sit, stand, kneel, sit, stand, leave. That's kind of how it goes. 
I, I think at a at a at a at a Lutheran mass or whatever they call it, I think it's stand up for one thing and then sit through most everything. Maybe you stand for a couple other things during it, but it's mostly sitting. There's this kneeling stuff. And, and it, it, it's just, okay. Now, my personal policy when it comes to, uh, it comes to if I go to church, uh, I'm, I must have done some, gone to church at some point uh, since that one boss of mine died to go to his funeral way back when. I must have gone to something. Because uh, I say, to, you know, I, I, I make this uh, policy for me. It's just, I'll stand in, out of respect for the, for the person who, either for the person who had died, if that's what I'm at for the funeral, or in this case, I'm at an actual mass. I'll stand out of respect for my father. I'm not just going to sit there. I can stand. My dad knows I can stand. I'll stand. But I ain't kneeling. It's just not doing it. I'm not doing it. And dad didn't kneel either because, you know, he's 87 years old. But uh, he'd sit up at the front of the of the seat and just kind of lean over on the back of the next of the, of the row ahead. So, so he he'd do that, but he just didn't he didn't kneel. When the mass was over, I, I had noticed uh, throughout the whole thing. You know, the the the, the priest wears a wears a microphone, and there's a, there's a microphone at the at the um, at the lectern or whatever whatever it is that uh, podium or lectern. I'm not sure which is called. Uh, there's a microphone there, so when people come up to do a reading, or the priest is uh, doing his homily, uh, it, when that's going on, they're amplified. The voice is amplified, but it, it was kind of quiet. I mean, they got a PA system in there, but it was it seemed like it was kind of quiet. I I almost wanted to, you know, to, uh, you know, we didn't hang out. We just took off as soon as uh, as soon as mass was over uh, to go out to eat. But just like you almost want to pull the priest aside, say, you know, you might want to bump the volume on there. I mean, look at the average age of people in your in your audience here. I I have my doubts that a lot of them are hearing you. I mean, I could hear you fine, but it was still kind of quiet. And so I asked my dad, I said, did you did you hear any of that? And he said, not much. <laughs> and I just take it, you know, he could hear the music that plays, and you could see him just kind of. Uh, swaying his hand back and forth a little bit of, with the with the with the time of the music, you know, just kind of he's just doing that. And he was sort of in his own little world, sort of uh, there. He's in church and he's you know feeling the comfort of church, which I can understand. I mean, I, I, even little moments of that uh, community feeling uh, were were uh, I was uh, cognizant of having while I was sitting there. It's just like, oh, here we are, we're all together, and we're focused on one thing, and, you know, it's a community, and especially when they do that moment in there, you know, when you, you uh, show each other a sign of peace, you know, you shake, you used to be, you shake their hand, and you say peace to you, or something, or, you know, and then, and I did shake the hand of the guy behind us, but I was noticing that most people were giving peace signs. They were just kind of turning to each other and saying peace, and I said, oh, okay, well, if I go again, which I won't, because now that we have the car and Dad has his own car back, I won't have to. But if I should, I'll remember, just do the peace sign thing, because, uh, well, because of the COVID and you know, shaking hands. People are people are a little more reluctant to shake hands, I guess. So nevertheless, um, you feel that certain sense of community. It's there. It's, and, and, but it's not enough. It's just... Listening to the sermons, though, listening to the readings, uh, it, watching this stuff go on, and just feeling like, really, this is. 
it would be you know they come in and and uh as they they make their procession in and we're all standing and they're singing some kind of hymn thing and um and there's the the deacon is walking and he's holding up the bible and, he's, and at some point they're at the altar and they're they're doing whatever they do and he holds up the bible and he turns and he shows it around to everybody here it is this is it this is where we get everything from this is, now we don't get i mean we don't take everything from this we only take the things that we really want to take from this but but here it is here's the book that was written by men who didn't know australia existed never never even heard of a kangaroo had no concept of what what a uh, what a penguin was you know it's just like had no idea didn't know about the american bison didn't know about america these people wrote this and had all this information you know what would be interesting that if in this bible there was uh, unambiguous uh, mentions of australia huh if, if there were unambiguous mentions of other lands you know i'm not even sure if, if the people who wrote that book knew that china was around was a thing i'm not even sure maybe they did maybe they didn't did they even know South Africa existed? They were from this tiny little postage stamp part of the world. If in the Bronze Age or something, they write up these stories, and and this is and we're all this. Yeah, yeah, they got it right because it's the word of God. Now, if it really was the word of God, God would most surely know there were other countries, other lands, separated by oceans. He would know that, wouldn't he? So that would be really something. It'd be compelling evidence that maybe a God does exist if there was unambiguous language about Australia. But no, there's nothing in there. It's just what the guys, what the men who wrote that book knew. And so there he is. He's holding this thing up, showing it around. Okay, that's great. I have more observations of my mass uh, experience, my church experience, but I'm going to take a break because my voice needs a little bit of a rest. And I'll be back. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Ah, enjoy this break. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff, Professor Dave explains. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network.
Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I said that at the top of the show, and I almost said it again at the end of the first break, and I'm not going to say it this time. So there I was, sitting in church, observing things, listening to things. Now, one of the readings that they do, they do a couple of readings, and then the, then the, 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 the priest gets up and does a homily, which is, you know, it's his, uh, his monologue. And so the, one of the readings had to do with uh, Jesus um, getting baptized. You know, John the Baptist is this guy who said, you know, this is what you got to do if you want to get good with God. You got to let me dunk you in this river and washes away, it, wash away, it washes away the original sin that you're born with. You know, like, you know, through no fault of your own because of these two people eating an apple or some piece of fruit, not necessarily an apple, in the Garden of Eden, which they got expelled and blah, 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 blah. Really? You believe this? Grown people believe this? Yes, they do. And I believe it. I'm I'm John the Baptist, and I'm going to wash away your sins because, I don't know, because I believe somebody told me that I should do that. You know, this God guy. Uh, okay. Did he mention Australia at all? No, no. He didn't mention it. What? In Australia? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. So he's out there doing his baptism thing. John is. And Jesus is in line. I'm going to get baptized, got to get good with God, you know, get washed away at the original sin kind of thing, even though I am God and I don't have the sin, which is interesting because growing up Catholic and having a Catholic mom uh, who taught me that the Immaculate Conception does not refer to Jesus. It refers to Mary, Jesus' mom. See, mom had no sin. It's believed by the Catholics that she had no sin. She did not have the, she was not tainted by the uh, uh, original sin that everybody else is. When the angel approached her to say, God's going to knock you up. Don't tell Joe, but he's going to knock you up with himself. You're going to give birth to him because you don't have any sin because you're clean. You know, God was looking for some clean 14-year-old to knock up or however old she was. That's the story. So anyway, she so it's believed that she did not have original sin. That's the deal. But then it seems as though the, 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 there might be some that and and it was kind of it was referred to in the mass. And I thought, well, these this the priest is kind of talking about Jesus being an immaculate conception. I guess Mary was one, and Jesus was one as well. But I, I, he's a priest. I mean, he studies this stuff. You should probably know more than I. I even asked a priest about it once a long time ago as part to prep for my show. I just asked him about it, and he said, well, he explained that, yeah, it is It is mainly Mary, but there are some that consider Jesus' conception to be immaculate as well, that he was born without sin and all that. But, but I thought the whole point of Jesus being baptized was to show that he was one of us. God made man. He, to, he had all the things that we had so that when he died and you know, had that rough weekend, a rough day and a half, bad Friday, we had a rough Friday. Saturday, he was dead and hanging out in hell, apparently. He descended into hell and went up to hell. You know, he came back to life on Sunday morning. So, like, for a day and a half, he was dead. And anyway, so he comes back on the third day. I don't know how they count in those days. I guess the first day was Friday, the second day, you know, whatever. 
he, he the, the reason he went through all that was so that we could be saved. It's just, I, you know, to me, I mean, when I was a kid and learning all this and being indoctrinated into it, yeah, that's right, that's what I said, when I was being indoctrinated into all this religious stuff, it it made sense. That's what my parents believe, and, and okay, and they seem like they're wise people or something. And, and then as I got older and started thinking about it, I thought, this really sounds silly. It's, I just, what? People, and then I, once I once I realized that this just, I couldn't believe this stuff, it's just the bell rang, I, I realized I was an atheist, and this, there's no unringing that bell. It's just, you listen to it and just go, <sighs> I like the sense of community that you can feel in a church. I like that. We all do. We all like a sense of community. We all like a sense of belonging. We all like, you know, having friends and, and, and a social kind of thing. We're social animals. And some of us are a little more introverted and don't mind being alone. But, you know, even those people on occasion, I imagine, enjoy the sense of community, whether it's online or it's in person or however it's done. So, okay. But I just, ugh. So they're telling the story of John baptizing people, and then Jesus is in line, and John sees him, and John looks at Jesus, and he sees uh, a light or something descend from the heavens upon Jesus, and he realizes, behold, the Lamb of God. And he's called the Lamb of God because people would sacrifice lambs, right? So that's what the, part, the priest told us in his homily. They would have, so Jesus was going to be the sacrifice to God. He's the Lamb of God. I guess that's what they. That's why. And so then, and John says, "I, I, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me, or something." That seemed something I recall. And, and no, no. So you go through the whole thing, and it was just showing that to wash away the sins. But I, I thought, I thought the priest did. That's not the message that I remembered learning. I mean, it's, it was kind of there, but it was like he was he was not immaculate in his conception. He was born with the original sin. He made himself with the original sin, with you know, it's because it, it, he's God, right? So he made himself that so that he could be us. He'd be more like us, because to to understand the experience of being human, I guess. And you get through it, and he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> This just seems dumb. And then there was uh, a couple of moments, like in the announcements, uh, it said something about this March for Life, uh, which is an anti-abortion thing. And he mentioned a documentary, the priest did, of, and I can't remember the name of it, but I, from what, from the context and what he was saying, it sounded like, you know, the, the people here know about it, uh, and it sounded like it was one of those... Uh, you know, anti-abortion documentary things. And I thought, okay, that's probably what that is. Yeah. And then one thing he talked about with the school, uh, there was going to be an open house kind of thing. So come by and see the school. We've done some remodeling. Some new rooms have been remodeled so that one of them is for STEM. STEM. You know what STEM is? STEM is science, <laughs> technology, engineering, and mathematics. Science? In a religious school? I guess... I mean, the Vatican has its own astronomer. I mean, it's it's not completely, the Catholic Church hasn't completely turned its back on science like a lot of evangelical types do. Oh, they'll take the benefits that science gives us. They'll take their fancy computer phones and, 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 and their cars that have proximity monitors on the back end and, and heated seats and heated steering wheels. They'll take those. Oh, yeah, this you know because science made that possible. They'll, they'll go with all that stuff, but no, no, no. 
<laughs> Believing in evolution? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, eh, no, no, no. You put that away. That's that's. Uh, we only go so far. But that's I. Wow, STEM. Well, I guess so. I guess so. I, I, you know. I just. It was just. It was just very interesting. Um. We got done with the mass and. Dad and I went out to eat, and then we went grocery shopping for for him. Uh, it was it was a nice, pleasant evening. Now, now that I've got the car and he's got his car back, I've got the I've got the beast out there. Um, I don't have to take him to church, but I think I'll call him today to say, "Do you want me to come by after work and just you know we'll go to dinner or you know, just hang out? You know, you can go to church and get yourself there and back hopefully, and uh, you know, and we'll 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 just see what we'll just see what happens." But oh boy, what a what a deal that was. Um, okay, uh, dee, dee, dee. I'm gonna try and do this this really quickly because it's been a while since I've done this. Come on. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> that's a different thing. That track shouldn't play. Hold on. What are you going to do? I don't have a producer. I do this on my own. I hit the wrong button, and a different bit of music was playing. Uh, and uh, and it's, uh, it's don't worry about that. Just pretend that didn't happen. Okay, what's not true? What's not true? This is a quick what's not true. There's been some things being said at where I work now. My my office mate uh, will, you know, once when I make a certain kind of claim about something not being true, not being real, he'll say, you sure about that? I think I'm going to start turning that back around on him because he makes certain claims. I think I talked about in the past where I saw that he got some homeopathic medicine. Now, I didn't say anything to him about it. I saw it was homeopathic and I thought, well, this is why you're not feeling any better because this stuff has nothing in it. It's bullshit. It's just magic. It works by magic and magic doesn't exist. Anyway, he made a claim that, uh, that Coca-Cola... They make they make a special formula of their sodas, of their products, their pops, that are are exclusive to McDonald's restaurants. That McDonald's gets their own special formula of Coca Cola and I suppose Sprite and any of the other ones, the Diet Coke and all that. They get their own special formula of that. He said that, and I looked at him, and I, you know, the flag, you can't see it pop up, but there's a little red flag that pops up that's, that in my brain, my eyebrow might go up. And, hmm, that sounds like an interesting claim. Never heard that before. I wonder if that's true. Well, <clears throat> I looked it up. And I think it was according to the New York Times or some other uh, stuff that I found. I will link to it on the show notes. Go to dimland.com. Click on the show notes blog. I'll link to the sources. Uh, it's true that people think that uh, the Coke products that they get from McDonald's taste different or better than than other restaurants that they go to, and uh, that it's it's just tastes different. 
Uh, that is true, apparently. But what's not true is that they don't get a special formula. Coca-Cola, uh, McDonald's does things differently from other restaurants. They get their sodas, they get the syrup for the sodas, they get it in canisters, metal canisters. They don't get it in the boxes with the plastic bag inside of it. Which is, uh, if I, back to my Wendy's days, I seem to recall we had the canisters at first, when I first started working there, but at some point we switched over to the cardboard boxes with a thick plastic bag inside that you just hook it up and it just comes out of that. Apparently, the, the plastic bags aren't the best medium <laughs> for holding and delivering uh, the syrup for the, for the sodas. They're not terrible, but they're not the best. And there is a difference in flavor when you use the metal canisters. At least that's what, according to the research, what I could find. So, McDonald's uh, having its own special formula made for their Coke products by Coca-Cola, well, it's not true. It's not true, it's not true, I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere, it's not true, so there. Well, that was weird, a little bit of scary music that played before that, wasn't it? See, I have that stuff set aside for a little something for next Halloween. If, I, if I'm still doing shows when it comes to next Halloween, I have, a, I, have, I have some stuff set aside for that. So just just a little just a little information for you. You'll probably forget by then. But anyway, or you won't be listening by then. Who knows? Um, okay, before I get out of here, I do need to mention sports ball. I'm going to be quick about it. Uh, I was right. The Minnesota Vikings in their playoffs, they were one and done, wasn't I? Didn't I say they were going to be one and done? Didn't I say they were going to go in and lose that first game and they'd be over? It'd be over, didn't I? Didn't I? Well, yes, I did. But I also said that if they make it past the first one, they'll be two and through. And if they make it past the second one, they'll be three and they got to flee. And if they make it to the Super Bowl, they'll lose by 40 points. I did say those as well. But I was right in my first guess <laughs> that they were going to be done if after one game. And they were. It was, uh, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I mean, the game's on the line at the end of the game. It's fourth down and eight, and our quarterback reverts to his old self and throws a three-yard pass. I don't know what the hell. You 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 you, you do you got to get that first down in order to keep the game going. You don't make that first down, the game's over, and the game is over, and the New York Giants are moving on in the playoffs, and the Vikings aren't. Well, at least the Vikings won't lose the Super Bowl. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. We have come to the end of another show. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network at ctalkradio.com. Remember to be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And uh, the Vikings had a, it was an entertaining season. Weird, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh, and this is your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. 
And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, well, I'm going to hell. Oh, and just to uh, show you how psychic I am. Uh, also, with the sports ball and the Vikings thing, at about 11.30 Sunday morning, uh, the game would be played at 3.30 that later. Or actually, it was actually extended to a little later yet before they started the game. Uh, I, I texted to my older brother, and I said, well, hey, we're only about seven hours away from the end of the Vikings season. And I was right.